0: 15. respect all fear none into the upper deck intensity is not a perfume oh my goodness Five, four, three, two,
1: one
0: a new season is in bloom as we are exactly one week away. From opening day, welcome into the Mass and All Access podcast. We've got new uniforms, we've got new players, a new roster to talk about, new equipment, new shirts for Amy and I on the show. Big shout-out to the Nationals for handing out some of their City Connect uh, gear out yesterday at the Nationals team store. Welcome in the show, everybody. Hopefully you're tuning in live on the Mass and Nationals Facebook page or YouTube channel. And if not, you're checking us out after the fact on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. Amy! before we got on air you said you're having a bad feeling about today why is that is it because it's so gray and rainy out yeah
1: it's gray and rainy out stuff just seems like it's malfunctioning there's like (laughs) weird energy in here we're (laughs) kind of goofy i just have a bad feeling so everybody at home just grab your seats we this could be a ride
0: hold on for a bumpy ride well producer brendan mortensen and i are very excited for this version of amy that we're going to get this afternoon Um, yeah, a lot to talk about. We're going to make some roster predictions, try to figure out the uh, 28-man roster for opening day for the Nationals later on in the show. They did make a roster move right before we went on air, so we'll talk about that in a little bit too. We'll have some predictions to make, some fun games, uh, some little twerks. Not not twerks, but like not like your run-of-the-mill predictions. Some interesting, yeah. unique p- predictions to make for the Nationals this year, while also your traditional division winners and playoff pre- uh, position bracket. Because, Amy, you and I ideally we'll be coming live next week from nationals park on yeah. opening day for a podcast so this we'll is our be last
1: off season wow yeah
0: pod. well the other crazy thing is is that it's like our third spring training pod and it's, I know, over. And it's over it's over I know, we finally
1: got exciting stuff to talk about yeah. and now well now we have more exciting like stuff, a full so like
0: slate of games and there are actual things to dive into and it's kind of go all away because right. opening day is exactly a week away um, all right, first, before we get to all like the actual on-field baseball stuff, let's talk about the off-field stuff, because the Nationals made quite a wave in the sporting world yeah. yesterday. They were all the hot rage a couple of days ago, announcing their City Connect uniforms. We talked about this last week. It's been, I think, 10 days since our last podcast, because we were just doing later in the week. But we talked about Mark Lerner teasing the new um, uh, jerseys and uniforms on the Masson broadcast uh, for a spring training broadcast, and... Here they are. They're City Connect cherry blossom themed. I love the look. They're the gray slate uh, with the, the pink outline and coloring. Uh, they got the floral pattern all over it. They had oh. the Budweiser Clydesdales out um, outside Nationals Park walking around City uh, Navy Yard yesterday. They had a Dalmatian wearing a Juan Soto jersey walking <laughs> around handing out Budweiser and opening day tickets and City Connect uniforms. Again, shout out to the Nationals. Uh, for uh, and, and our friend Valerie with the Nationals for giving us some of this uh, equipment yeah. to, or gear to show off. Uh, we got new t-shirts. There's the hat. The jerseys were selling like hotcakes at, at, when I was down there at, um, at the Team Store at Nationals Park, the a line around the building. Amy, your first thoughts on yeah. seeing what the new uniforms look like? I
1: wasn't sold at first when we were talking about mm-hmm. it last week, but now that I see it, now that we have our own gear, I I kind of like it. And yeah. then I saw the Wizards came out with City Connect yeah. jerseys as well with the same cherry blossom theme, and those are really cool too. So I kind of like the the connection there between teams. And uh, it looked like you were we went down there, Bobby. I'm guessing yeah. this footage is your footage from yes, it it yesterday. Yeah. Um, and there was a line. Like, a long like the, line yeah there's a
0: long line starting from you know so like there's that walkway up next to the uh like security gate at the center field gate that leads into the team mm-hmm. store for like entry during the off season or off days so down that walkway and then wrapped around like past the ticketing booth and then down first street past like or not past but like near the parking garage uh garage c not the geico garage so yeah a lot of people showed up it was packed in there it was a madhouse. Um, People seem to really like it. I know the Nationals are very pleased with not only how yesterday went, but how all the, the gear hype. turned out. Like the hype worked yeah. out. Hey, notice to other teams in town. I'm not going to drop any other team names, but that's how you do a brand reveal. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. And you mentioned the Wizards. I think it's very cool that they did do this hand-in-hand with the Wizards. Mm-hmm. They were handing out these T-shirts at the Wizards game the other night. I don't know if you can see right here on the on air. Ooh. Here comes the Bloom. They handed out a bunch of those to Nats and Wizards fans. Um... You know, I think it's a thing. I wish all the teams did, but you know, obviously both the NBA and MLB are Nike partnerships, so it's easy for them to do that. But they they were the first city to do this kind of thing with two teams across Major League Baseball and the NBA, which I think is very cool. The the Wizards jerseys, I think, also look cool. You're right. I I seen them like when they released them the other day. They look. I thought they looked really nice. But seeing them in person, I like them even better. Like seeing the jerseys up close, they were selling a lot better than i ever thought i thought people would be going in to grab hats t-shirts jerseys were flying off the shelf and I, I did have some fans tell me and some friends let me know that online you can only get the juan soto jersey really but in store they have soto they have zimmerman they have josh bell they have josiah gray and steven strasberg and i would imagine they would have a couple other players as the season starts and goes to like you know a sean doodle probably very popular maybe even a Nelson Cruz, although who knows how long he'll be a national. Yeah. Um, but they've got a be- guess, wider selection at the team store than online yeah, so far. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. And that I guess it's kind of like when the commanders first released their jerseys, you couldn't only get certain players, yeah. and you could only get certain colors. It was only, so. the,
0: only the burgundy, yeah. Yeah, still,
1: right? Yeah, I or, think so. Yeah, so kind of like that. But this is exciting. I like it. Thanks for going down there, Bobby. Yeah. He came back and came back with gifts. So.
0: Yeah, was <laughs> that, well, again, thanks to Valerie and the nationals for the hookup and for helping us uh, promote them out. Uh, Opening weekend, that's Saturday and Sunday is the Sunday is the weekend of the Cherry Blossom Festival. So that's when the Nationals will first break this out against the Mets and they'll be wearing them all season long periodically. So, you know, that's not a one time thing. I think this might even be like a, a jersey that will stick with them for a couple of years. That's what
1: I was gonna ask. I was hoping. You. I think.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's the I idea.
1: Think they will since they uh, made such a to-do about right, it. Right. Yeah.
0: Like. It'd be kind of weird to do it for one year, and people seem to love them, man. and the players liked them. You saw some player reactions on on the national social media mm-hmm. accounts. So. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a thing. So you'll see him throughout the course of the year, but the first time you'll be able to see him will be that Saturday of opening weekend and that Sunday, which I think is the actual Cherry Blossom celebration at Nats Park and that Saturday is the Cherry Blossom so They Festival. even
1: had Ryan Zimmerman. So Yeah,
0: they have, which is great. Like, hey, that maybe that's Whatever part of his contract sells, with the Nationals. You can still use my name and likeness. Yeah, even yeah. in retirement, you retire, you're still selling equipment and gear. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool for Ryan. Um, all right, so let's move on to the baseball things. Baseball mm-hmm. side of things. Um, the Nationals play a spring training game tonight. They will be off on Friday, and then it's the home stretch. They will play Saturday, Sunday, Monday, last game on Tuesday, which will be on Mass and at noon against the Mets, a preview of opening day. Uh, they'll be off on – well, I think they might have a workout on that Wednesday, and then it's opening day. So we are coming down to the, the wire right here for opening day. Let's talk about who's going to make this roster. Um you know, I think we've got a lot of more, a lot more clarity now than we did when we talked about this last mm-hmm. week. I mean, there are some locks, there are some injuries that set in. We have more information about certain guys that definitely won't be ready in time for opening day. There are some additions that have been made, but we know that they're still working up to getting to game speed. Uh, so there's a little more roster clarity. Amy, what glowing spot on this roster right now do you think has still has the biggest question mark one week away?
1: I'm get I. There's definitely. A fight in the bullpen. Yeah, I think the bullpen is kind
0: of a mess right now. Yeah,
1: the bullpen is a mess. There's a lot of names. One, we are for sure crossed off the list today in Francisco Perez. That happened just before we went went on the show. So the bullpen, there's kind of still a wide open race on who will make the opening day bullpen. Of course, that's not who we're going to see permanently, and it might not even last that long, but who will be on the roster in the bullpen opening day. The rotation is still kind of a question mark. I think we have a pretty good idea of how that's going to shape up for opening day. But of course, that's not the same rotation we're going to see a few weeks in. Into the season um the infield is pretty set i will say pretty set uh i think Um, there's still some utility player question marks but i think that's pretty set and even more set i think than we were heading into last year's season yeah
0: so two things we know for certain and this actually just came down right before we went on air too is that the uh, mlb officially announced the rule changes for uh at least the first month of the season and uh, well one applies to april one applies to the rest of the season so 28 man roster starting with the beginning of opening day up until may 1st and then it goes back down to 26 and then the automatic runner at second base uh which doesn't won't have an effect on this conversation but that's back uh starting in extra innings for the entire season so those became official this afternoon mm-hmm. we know that the 28 man roster now this was kind of a question mark that you and i have touched on a bit during the off during our previous two spring training podcasts. How will the Nationals fill those two extra spots? We have some more clarity on that. We are pretty confident if Davey Martinez is all but confirmed, they're going to carry two extra pitchers, um, which I think it makes sense because you look at the rotation. We're going to talk about the rotation in the bullpen in, in, at more length in a little bit, but you guys have guys like Strasburg out, Joe Ross out, Will Harris not going to be ready, Hunter Harvey not going to be ready, Um, There's a handful of guys that you would probably expect to be major factors on this entire pitching staff that just simply won't be ready by opening day. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And with that being the case, you're going to need extra arms to eat up innings, especially with the way the bullpen ended last year. I can't imagine the additions of just Sean Doolittle and uh, C-Sheck will make this bullpen that much better. So we'll probably see two extra pitchers being added to the 28-man roster. My prediction so far, Amy. Let me know what you think. I have. I think you're right. The infield is set. I have at six infielders, four outfielders, one designated hitter, um, and Nelson Cruz. Two catchers, a rotation of five, and then a bullpen of ten arms.
1: Okay. The only so are you counting? So who who's in your infield?
0: My infield is Josh Bell at first. You're starting first baseman. Mm-hmm. Cesar Hernandez. You're starting second baseman. Uh, Michael Franco. You're starting third baseman, and Alcides Escobar. You're starting shortstop with Luis Garcia being optioned down to triple Mm -hmm. and uh, 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 Rochester a couple days ago. And then my bench players are Ahira Adrianza and then D Strange Strange Gordon, Gordon. who was going to be more of a utility player. I think he's – I put him under the infield because he's traditionally an infielder. I know the Nationals have started him out in the outfield a little bit. Um, and he has played out there some, but he's traditionally infield. That's why I have under infield, but he's a super utility guy.
1: Okay, yeah. See, I have him in my outfield. Okay. But same infield as you. And then my question. So then in your outfield, you have Soto, yep. Robles, Lane. Yep. And then who are your bench players? So Yadiel, right now it's still
0: a toss-up between Yadiel and Andrew, Andrew Stevenson. Two left-handed hitters, two guys that can both play the corner. Andrew even has experience in short and uh, center. So that might give him the slight edge. Um that's still kind of I have a handful of toss ups. that's one of them, and then the other ones are in the bullpen. Um, I, it's gonna come down to the wire. We know how much Davy appreciates Yadiel Hernandez and what he's done mm-hmm. for the team over the past couple of years. i don't I just don't know if you can keep off Andrew Stevenson's bat as a pinch hitter off that's this rod. I mean he's just the numbers are too good for him in that favor as a pinch hitter. And another left-handed, Lane and Robles are both righties. Soto, of course, a lefty. So you've got – then you have that equal balance. I mean, with Yadiela, it would still be the two lefties anyways. But I think Andrew Stevenson and the ability to play all three outfielders at a pretty – positions at a pretty good rate, I think, gives – Andrew Stevenson, the slight edge. I'll put that as like a 60 40, maybe even a 70 30 split in favor of Andrew in terms of the chances to make the, the yeah, that's, roster.
1: I think that's the biggest question there. I mean, the thing is, and, like I feel you can start Yadier Hernandez. You know, okay. here and there, Andrew Stevenson, you can't really put him out there in a starting outfield spot if push comes to shove.
0: Well, here's the better question Can you start Victor Robles? Do we, this is, this is on the assumption that Victor Robles, one, True. makes the team, and two, is your starting. True, but there.
1: even Victor's offensive numbers are better than Andrew Stevenson when he s- starts games.
0: He has two hits this spring training, has reached base three times, one via hit by pitch. Yeah. I don't know Stevenson's exact numbers in front of me, but I would assume they're slightly better than two hits. Two hit- Well, spring in, spring tra- training, in spring training,
1: yeah. But. In- oh, actually, I do have him in front of me. Okay. You can keep going. Yeah, I was just going to say in the regular season, he has been pretty. Terrible when he starts games versus when he comes off the bench. Right. He's one of okay. the best hitters in baseball. But you're going to use him as more of a, a, a pinch hitter kind of role. So, eh. But I think that's where Yadio has the slight edge because I feel a little bit more confident putting him out there if he has to start a game in the outfield.
0: So I was right, but barely. Andrew Stevenson has three hits this spring okay. training to Victor's <laughs> two. Uh, hitting 214 to Victor's 133. Uh, and Andrew has played in more games. He's had nine games. I doesn't say... Whether or not there's as a starter versus Victor, but he has played in more games. We do know though, Victor hasn't started games and has been getting work in minor league games on the backfield mm -hmm. to get more at bats. So that probably kind of skews the conversation. What that's the, you know, one of the problems of us not being at spring training is that we can't see the work going Mm -hmm. on behind the scenes, and we Davey can tell the reporters down there as much as he can, but like, you know, how much work is Dave as Victor actually getting in? But I see your point. You're basically weighing Yadiel's starting ability against andrew's right. bench production right
1: but if you're talking about some well then you have d strange gordon who's also gotten work in center field a mm-hmm. little bit but if you're if you're saying victor robles isn't the answer in center field andrew stevenson certainly isn't
0: yeah I w- yeah you know what i, I mean get, mm-hmm. if you think of it that way yeah, but I, agree.
1: I think that's a de- yeah definitely a big question mark so you think d strange gordon definitely makes the opening day roster?
0: i think so with
1: Based on his, yeah, I mean, his, what he's done this spring. And just his been,
0: versatility. We, we, yeah. You know, Davey has been telling reporters all spring long how much they, and, and Mike Rizzo too, how much they are, you know, putting value into guys who can play in multiple positions. And D, being able to play both the infielder and the outfield position, that helps so much when you also have to fill in a DH spot. I mean, Nelson mm-hmm. Cruz, I know he's DHing, but he's still not going to be able to play 100 games. Right. So you might have to put Juan Soto. Or even Josh Bell in that spot, and then that slides other people around, and then you have D that can both play middle infield and in the outfield. And I know he's played a lot in center mostly, but I would imagine he'd be able to. I, I don't and then know you
1: have his, Adrianza, who can play the outfield? Who can? Yeah, if you need to put him in,
0: I, think I guess tradici- left
1: and shift lane over to center. Yeah, or, you know, I think
0: he's traditionally been more left side of the infield, mm-hmm. third and short. Um, but yeah, he can. I I would imagine that would be worst case scenario. I think <laughs> D will be D. Strange Gordon will have. The you know the kind of the uh, edge over him to play in the outfield, so but yeah I think the versatility those guys bring give them the edge unto making this roster and of course you know we kind of saw this writing on the wall when Carter Cuban went down right I mean that kind of just made things a lot simpler because you know Michael Franco who Mark Zuckerman wrote on MasterSports.com this morning about he's basically going to be your opening day third mm-hmm. baseman you know Cesar Hernandez you signed him to be your opening day second baseman so. It's just kind of, and now with Luis Garcia out of the picture for opening day, you know Escobar is going to be your starting shortstop. Now it's just kind of a, you know, how do you fill those other two Mm -hmm. spots? Dee Strange-Gordon, I mean, it's more like you have five infielders and then five outfielders. Really, yeah. Yeah, with, with Gordon added to the mix.
1: Right, Yep so really just it's probably going to come down to yadiel or andrew stevenson in that last outfield spot um and good for d strange gordon i mean he didn't play in the majors at all last year so to have the whole season triple a right mm -hmm. so to bounce back and to have a good spring training and to have you know you know what he can do but to have a good enough spring training where you're pretty confident he's going to make the opening day roster good for him and i think he'll be an added uh bonus because he is such a versatile hitting
0: 333 in nine spring training games this year so yeah that'll do it and you like we said, the versatility app obviously helps. Moving on to the uh, – I think that's – oh, and then catcher, I think it's pretty obvious, Kaber and Riley. We had questions about whether or not Trace Barrera would be the backup, and so you can have Riley Adams starting every day at AAA. I think that's kind of been squashed at this point. And- mm-hmm the Nationals want Riley Adams up at the major they league. they never level.
1: added a veteran catcher. Bro. They never Bobby. did. You're right.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're right. It, hey, I was wrong on that one. We I thought for sure that about would be about all off season. Off-season. Yeah. So I thought that for sure that would be, Hey, but look, you know, that goes to show the confidence that Davey and Mike have in Kaber and Riley. Right. I think that's, you know, this is your job. Go take it. Go do what you will with it. Um, we have no doubts about you. We're going to support you the whole, the whole way. You're going to have a chance to play, I mean, collectively, 162. Mm-hmm. Assuming they're they're healthy and they play right. the whole season. And then, you know, Trace is a great third option when needed. I mean, not, not great, you know, but uh, you know what I mean. Just like A, a solid option. option yep. A clubhouse guy. He's been around the organization for a long time. Guys know him. Guys like him. Pitchers know him. Pitchers like him. Mm-hmm. Speaking of pitchers, let's move on to the starting rotation hasn't been announced i am assuming that will announcement will come on his after his next spring training start which i think is going to be saturday patrick corbin leading this rotation without steven strassberg who's expected to start the season on the injured list um because if you look at it amy strass said he needs his six week regimen mm-hmm. he does every single spring training he needs those six weeks to get ready that would put him not eligible until I think East eligible, but like re- ready by his standards by Easter Sunday. Okay. So like that third second like week second 17th week, actually maybe the twenty fourth that
1: weekend. Ooh.
0: Opening day was the third. No, sorry, not opening day. The start of spring training was the thirteenth, right? Mm-hmm. Technically, report day. So one, two, three, four, five. So actually the twenty fourth. So the the last week of April would be when Stephen Strasburg Ooh. deems he is ready.
1: Okay. That's by his timeline, the, right? That's only two weeks into this three weeks into the season
0: yeah you'll he'll miss one two yeah he'll miss the first three plus weeks okay the first three weeks and and a weekend Okay. and the other thing the problem is though so here's the other factor is that the nationals open with like 19 straight games there's no off days between starting next thursday until i think Mm. the 26th or the 25th of april so that's you need a five-man rotation traditionally you know you would have opening day an off day as a buffer for rain, rain yeah. and then your home opener, or if you started at home on the road, and then another buffer off day for rain in case. So you that's a, that's two built in off days within your first like five days of the regular season. That and allows
1: you can get guys to get healthy or you know And you that can you, you can get behind. away with like a four
0: man rotation mm-hmm. for the first week plus of the season. That's not the case for the nationals this year. They have nineteen straight games that they need to cover with mm-hmm. five starters.
1: Oh right. So those five starters by- so those
0: five starters starting with Patrick Corbin. <laughs> yep. Josiah Josiah Gray, Gray. which, think about this, it could be Josiah Gray versus Max Scherzer on Friday night on national TV on Apple Plus, the second game of the season. Max Scherzer, who basically solidified his Hall of Fame career as a national, won a World Series here, multiple Cy Youngs, no hitters, 20 strikeouts, returns as a New York Met, makes his first appearance at Nationals Park as an opponent is a New York Met, and will face the guy that the Nationals traded Max away for in Josiah Gray, with probably Cabrera Ruiz behind the plate.
1: That's a sign drama. of... Drama. Yeah, <laughs> that is drama. Uh, if that, that stadium's not packed,
0: I'll be, be very awesome. disappointed.
1: It's going to be awesome. I, I mean, think Max, the first time... Well, the, yeah, the opening series, first time back, is just going to be... Well, it's going to be weird, but I think it's going to be really weird. exciting, yeah. you know, all around. So... So I have, Josiah Gray. So Josiah Gray.
0: Then I have Eric Fetty. Yep. Josh Rogers. And I know he gave up 10 runs yesterday. I know. <laughs> but Anibal Sanchez is probably going to make this rotation. Yep.
1: Yep. Me too. And, you know, Josh Rogers really, we, we, this, the beginning of the season will kind of be telling whether what we saw last year was true Josh Rogers, or if it was just kind of, you know, he got thrown into it and he performed, but he went two and two with a 328 ERA in his six starts uh, with the nationals last year. And he did his job. And I think he definitely earned his himself a spot in this rotation. Um, Andy ball, not the best showing yesterday, but I do think he's the best fifth option um, for this rotation. Yeah,
0: I agree. I don't know if there's any other guy like, the bull, like We talked about it earlier. The bullpen is really the one that's a mess, and Austin Voth
1: mm. is
0: being stretched out. Paulo Espino is being stretched out, but I think that's more as an idea of being a long reliever because mm. I think they, are they being Davy Martinez and Mike Rizzo and the Nationals, are thinking they're going to need guys in long relief early because, I mean, yes, Corbin, Gray, Fetty have had a n- normal spring training by this spring training standards. Right. You know what I mean? But they're still not going to be able to go 8+. plus. You know Their arms just aren't that strong yet. So they're going to probably ideally go 5-6. And you might need a guy like Espino, like a Voth, to cover multiple innings in the middle of the game before you get to the back yeah. end of that bullpen. So I think that's where that roster decision is going to come. I think that's how Espino and Voth end up making this team. They're being stretched out, but not as a starter, as a long relief
1: arm. Right, and yeah, we we say those are the arms we need with the back end of this rotation. But really, even when you think, I mean, Patrick Corbin didn't go deep into games a lot True. this past year. I mean, obviously, you're twice. hoping. Twice,
0: I think he only made the eighth or something yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: you're hoping he has a big turnaround this year, but you just don't know. Obviously, Eric Fetty is not a given. Josiah Gray is still getting to lay the land. So really all around, they are going to need at least two solid arms in that bullpen that can eat up some innings. And even eat ups and in in- innings for the bullpen, yeah. uh, because that's still a big question mark as well.
0: Jos- uh, Josiah Gray's made two starts this spring. He has given up a handful of home runs. It's spring training. We're trying not to put too much stock in these spring training numbers. You should, never should, but especially in this shortened season, mm-hmm. it's more about the innings that he's getting, going deeper in the game, ramping up that pitch count. Because, you know, we saw these starters throwing close to 70 pitches in their second outing. And that usually is not the case. They're usually going like 20, then 40, then like 60, you know, they're already at 70 ish in there or trying to get there. We saw Kay Cavalli try to get there yesterday as well, um, within their,
1: and yeah, First and, couple of starts. Right. And you're getting spring. to see what they're throwing, but when they're giving up like 10 runs in their win, all, you're not seeing a whole, you know, a wide repertoire. It's kind of just fastball, fastball, fastball. Yeah. Please, like, let's get out of this. And
0: I think that's what got Cade Cavalli in trouble yesterday. I mean, we both, I don't want to speak for you again, but mm-hmm. I don't think we thought that Cade was going to make the opening day rotation. No. Yesterday, con. not that, I don't think, this. to be fair to Cade, I don't think he could have gone out there and shoved and, you know throw up four scoreless maybe on piggybacking after what Anibal did that might have made it a tougher decision but I just don't think that he was actually in serious consideration to make this rotation unless he like absolutely carved up the Cardinals yesterday after Anibal gave up
1: ten. and there was more talk and more buzz about him making the opening day roster than I think there should have been like there was really never a question mark in my mind yeah. that 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 was really an option, but I feel like there was kind of a lot of talk about it.
0: Yeah. I I, th- well, I I don't
1: really know why. I
0: think he's the number one prospect. It's a rebuilding year. I mean, we kind of touched on it before when we talked about um, the pitching prospects on our earlier pod this off season. And I, I think that's why, I mean, he is, he is the face of the future right now. I mean, like Josiah Gray and Caber Ruiz and Lane Thomas are like the faces of, Short term future and lo- am I saying say this? I don't know if I'm saying this right. Like, because they're on the major league roster this year. Cake Cavalli is the number one overall prospect in the NAT system. Like, he's, he's the face of, a of like two or three years from hopefully now. You'll make winning his debut team. this year, right? Yeah. But you're hoping that, you know, Josiah Gray is tasked, and k Bear and Lane Thomas, they're tasked with helping this team win now, even though that's not the main priority, but they're on the major league roster, so that's their job right now. Once Cade gets up here full-time, then they're all kind of collectively, all right, you're going to be the next part. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm phrasing that right. I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I I think a lot of hype was put into Cade making the opening day roster. I never thought it made sense unless it was absolutely necessary, i.e. an injury. Strasburg Mm -hmm. Strasburg, C. Ross, or there's no other liable options. I think Anibal, despite the 10 runs on Wednesday, is still a viable option. Just to eat up innings, knowing that, okay, we can maybe only get four out of this guy, and then we'll have Voth or Espino ready to back him up.
1: And, yeah, ye It's tricky to get go right. through a season Did that way, it, but pitch last year but you still know what you're getting for the most part with kate cavalli it's so i mean there's no history there you know and all yeah. you're going off is what he did in triple a last year and you know you know that he kind of his numbers fell off once he got up to triple a and then what he's doing in spring training which obviously hasn't been his right. best showing so i there's yeah even though they both got lit up yesterday there's yeah. a little bit of a difference there
0: but to that point like anibal is 38 39 mm-hmm. now established starter i mean he knows how to pitch in a major league game. He might not be great at it, but he knows how to do it. <laughs> I think yesterday kind of showed that Cade, he's not ready yet. And that's fine. That's okay. Exactly. That's understandable. Remember, he hasn't been a pitcher. F- only. If he's only been a, like, a full-time pitcher for like, what, three, three years, years now? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I think yesterday showed his two extended outings this spring was his first start on Friday. And then yesterday he was supposed to go three innings, 70 pitches, or four innings, 70 pitches. Actually, he's supposed to finish the game after Andy Ball, uh, and he faced the Cardinals both times. And I think what we saw, it wasn't all the same hitters, but there were a handful of guys in that Cardinals lineup that he saw and did well against on Friday, but knew what was coming today, or on Wednesday, and ate him up. He left a lot of fastballs over the plate. We know he can pump heat, but he's not great locating them yet not great mm-hmm. using his off-speed stuff he did get paul goldschmidt twice on friday i think with some of his uh, off-speed pitches but yesterday obviously he was just leaving too many balls over that's something he's gonna have to learn and that's something that he's gonna learn at triple a this year mm-hmm. until he makes his debut at some time i still think he's gonna make his debut some point this oh season. definitely there's no but that kind of and stuff
1: I, it i've I'm going to predict the first half of the season. Okay. So, well, we'll get to that in you know, a minute. So, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, so it's not goodbye, Kate, forever. No. Obviously. No. But just for now, I didn't think really him making the opening day roster. There's was realistic.
0: no reason to crush the kids' confidence so early in the season when you have someone who's. Just as suitable and Anibal Sanchez that you know is not going to be around. For
1: that the was time. why I was also kind of surprised they left him in so long yesterday. I mean, they were just they were like, well, Cade? yeah, yeah, this go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't really get him out of that situation, and sometimes you tend to see that with younger pitchers. You don't want them there, you know, to get down too bad. But yeah.
0: hey, well, and also credit to Kate. I mean, the quotes I saw coming out oh, of, of the clubhouse it well. handled it very well. He wasn't shy away from the poor. He wasn't like punching the locker or throwing <laughs> his glove or anything he's like you know i'm, I'm here to learn I'm, that's gonna happen i'm gonna go look at the film and get better so that's what you want to hear from your top prospect mm-hmm. so that's the rotation corbin gray Fetty, roger sanchez that we think is going to be your starting guy and remember those guys have to go every five days because they're not an off day for three weeks starting mm-hmm. in the season uh the bullpen this is where things get a little dicey um <laughs> i mentioned earlier you have guys like will harris tyler clippard hunter harvey and jace fry who's a lefty they need more times in Will Harris's case to recover from surgery and injury. And the other three's cases building up their arm strength because they reported late to camp. So they're likely not going to be ready for opening day because just their arms aren't going to be ready as, as relief arms. So I have ten guys in the bullpen, Amy. Let's see what you think. I've got Sean Doolittle. hmm I've got Steve Shisek, mm-hmm. Seashek, Kenner Rainey, mm-hmm. Kyle Finnegan, mm-hmm. Austin Voth and Paulo Espino for length. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have Sam Clay, another lefty, because they need a lefty. I'm going to take Francisco Perez off because he was just optioned. And now I've got basically four guys fighting for the last, I think, three spots. Uh, Mason Thompson, Andres Machado, Patrick Murphy, and Carl Edwards Jr. I have Mason Thompson versus Andres Machado and Patrick Murphy versus Carl Edwards Jr., what do you think?
1: I have Andres Machado and Mason Thompson in there.
0: Okay. I think now knowing that Perez is definitely mm-hmm. out, I think those guys can probably be locks.
1: Yeah, I think those two are locks. And everything else was the same. So do you think – I mean, I know Tyler Clippard obviously reported late. I mean, got to camp late. Do you think there's any way he just makes the roster? Or you think he'll start get more I, reps and then
0: – I don't think so. Again, I don't think that they're going to – they're going to fill these two roster spots, extra spots, with actually, pitchers. And I think they're because they're going to need them. I don't think you can – well, I mean, it's a Tyler Clippert signed a minor league deal, right? Right. So he would have to accept a minor league assignment, assignment. with the assumption that once you're ready, we'll bring you up. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to take the spot of somebody we just listed off. Probably not Doolittle, Shishek, Rainey, or Finnegan, or Votha, or Spino if they make it, but maybe Probably. a Mason Thompson.
1: Yep or Machado or... And yep. then what
0: about Hunter Harvey? I mean... Yeah, Hunter is Harvey's he-
1: another one that's not ready yet. Not ready. I I, I would think big, that he
0: actually would make the team if he were on time just because I he's healthy, but you know that he can mm-hmm. top 100.
1: Right. And they did say he's healthy and you know he can... Well, you, you think he can get there. Yeah. It's just being ready for the season and having that injury history, combining them together and rushing them along might not be great.
0: So then you have Patrick Murphy... Carl Edwards Jr. at the back end of the of the bullpen. You got young versus established. Mm-hmm. I know Carl Edwards Jr. did not pitch a lot and was not great over the past couple of years. But I think there's a track record there enough. And like you always like to mention, Mike Rizzo always says, trust the back of the mm-hmm. baseball card. We know Carl Edwards has... Some history of being a successful reliever. Look, he's not going to be out there to close games. He's just going to need to be to eat up innings and hopefully get it to Rainey, Finnegan, Doolittle, Shishak at the back end. So uh, there's not going to be a lot of pressure on a Carl Edwards Jr. or Patch Murphy if they go that way, but I would say that they probably go with a more experienced guy. And then option off well yeah because we
1: talked about that last week we were happy that they got some experienced arms in this bullpen with steve c bringing sean doolittle back some experienced pitchers were assuming paulo espino is going to be another long arm out of the bullpen because they were so young and it really was kind of a <laughs> i don't know what word i want to <laughs> use i was going to say something i'm not but you know <laughs> some young unexperienced arms you need some you know some some more experienced arms yeah. out there mm-hmm. to kind of guide the way and eat up innings that you feel a little bit more confident in.
0: And then also, all these guys we're talking about at the back—Thompson, Machado, Clay, Murphy, and/or Edwards—they're right. probably going to be the first ones on the chopping block once Harris, Clippard, Harvey, and Fry are ready. Mm-hmm. Especially in Fry's case, Sam Clay will probably be the first one if he's not pitching well. Now they could all pitch really well and say, "No, I've earned the spot. I'm going to keep it." And part that of Sam Clay's
1: saving grace has been that he's a lefty and yeah. been one of the only lefty options for a while. Yeah,
0: but that didn't really save him at the end of last season. True. And he got to a point where the Nationals are like, all right, let's just get it down to Rochester. <laughs> right. Yeah. So
1: It's going to be a fluctuating bullpen yeah. for sure, especially at the beginning of the season once these guys are getting ready.
0: I know we just spent the, what, good first half of our podcast talking about this roster, but this is all very <laughs> much up in the air and could change within a mm-hmm. couple of days after opening day. So, and definitely within probably within a week, I would see – I would, I can imagine some of these, especially the bullpen guys, being ready to come up, and some of the younger guys maybe being optioned down. It's a tough start for the Nationals. They start obviously against the Mets, then they go to Atlanta. Those are two tough mm-hmm. division opponents that you have to face. They get a little bit of a break after Atlanta and facing the Pirates, a rebuilding Pirates team, but it's not going to be easy. And you know those are daunting lineups that you're going to face. You know previous World Series champs. You got Pete Alonso leading the way in in New York. Um, it's going to be tough. Um, I would imagine that we'll see a handful. It's going to be like we saw at the end of last season—a rotating door. I think a lot of with a lot of guys that have options that can come up. Um, there'll be new faces almost on a daily basis. I think in the bullpen, definitely early on.
1: Which is it's good that they went out and got some arms so that they yeah. do have some options. Because where this bullpen was left at the end of last season, you would feel even less confident. Heading into this season. All so. right.
0: So our bullpen is Doolittle, Shishek, Rainey, Finnegan, Voth, Espino, Thompson, Machado, Clay, and then either Murphy or Edwards Jr. Correct. Yep. All right. That's our 28-man roster prediction for opening day. It's um, again a week away. Let's get into um, a couple of games here that I have set up for us. Um, these are the first three are pretty easy. We kind of talked about it a little bit, especially with the bullpen right there. But are you feeling confident? Worried or so so about the Nationals' lack of offense this spring training?
1: I'm not worried about it.
0: Not worried. Because, A, B. Wait, not worried or confident?
1: Confident. Okay, cool. I'm I'm, different. Yeah, they are very different. I am actually very confident in this lineup because really they led. I mean, they were in the top 10 in a lot of offensive categories last year, despite Mm. their record, despite, you know, some of those late Mm -hmm. inning losses. Their offense put up numbers um, and they only. They didn't really lose any big bats at from the end of last season. They only gained. Yeah. So I'm not too worried because it's spring training, because of the additions they made, and because of their pro- production last year despite the rest of our, their, their issues.
0: Yeah, they're the, right now, worst offensive team in all of spring training baseball, <laughs> which, I, again, we don't put stock in spring training games, but that's not nothing, right? That's pretty You not-worthy. don't just. It's
1: not opening day and you just get hot, yeah, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. But that being said, I think you're right. I think you look back to last year, you look at guys like Josh Bell, specifically, who struggled out the gate because of the COVID issue. He had finished strong to spring mm-hmm. training. Hit a three-run home run yesterday, and Mark Zuckerman talking to him yesterday said he should have had two home runs yesterday. He finished strong to spring training. The COVID issue completely threw him up in the air, and then he struggled the first half of the season, and then he was the Josh Bell, the national sign, for the right. second half of the season. So. If he's starting to catch fire right now, with a week to go, and carries that into the regular season with no hiccups, I would expect we get the second half Josh Bell early on this year, unlike we did last
1: year. Right, you'd much rather see the bats flat and then give spark yeah. as the season starts, versus have a you know be be have great bats during spring training and then fall off and go flat as soon as the season yeah. starts.
0: Yeah, so are I, you confident? Confident. Or? I'm joining you. I'm confident. Uh, I'm not concerned at all about Juan Soto i'm not concerned i mean he's actually he's doing well i mean he's drawing his walks and that's what do you want to see he hit a home run last week nelson cruz professional hitter i know he's struggling i think he only has like one hit this year in spring training mm-hmm. so far i think that'll come he'll get his home runs um i think what this offense is really going to depend on is going to be the leadoff guy is elaine thomas Is it cesar hernandez Can they get on base and be the table setter for these three guys? Because if not, no one's going to pitch to Juan Soto. And then if no one's pitching to Juan Soto, then who's going to pitch to Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell? So there's a lot riding on those three main guys, I know. But a lot is also the help, too. Like, they need help. It can't just be those three guys in the middle of the order. Hopefully, KB Ruiz kind of has an offensive outburst like we saw at the end Mm -hmm. of last year. So I'm not worried. I think, like you said, we're going to see a high-scoring Maybe a high scoring a team that can score. I don't know if we're gonna see a team this that can stop whole. teams from scoring. Right. Which leads me to my next question. Confident, worried, so so on a Strasbourg less rotation.
1: I'm going to say so-so because we've gotten pretty used to it at yeah, this yeah, that's point. Fair. That's a fair um point. I am worried about the rotation, but I don't think it's the strasburg part of it which is so weird to say because it's steven strasburg but we haven't seen him the last two years yeah you know in all reality so it's not that i'm gonna say so so okay
0: uh i was gonna say worried um i think that that i said this a couple podcasts ago this team is gonna go as far as strasburg carries them this year and if he doesn't pitch they're not gonna go very far (laughs) Uh, i don't think too many expect them to go that far anyways but they're Way better off when 37's on the mound and pitching sure. six, seven, eight innings every time he takes the mound every five days. So I uh, I think I do feel confident, and I know I'm jinxing him right now, but I do feel confident we'll have a strong bounce back year from Patrick I like Corbin. It. I like it. I like what he's throwing so far in spring training. It's really now or never for Pat halfway through his contract. Um, mm. I think Josiah Gray is going to show what he can do. I mean, it's going to be ups and downs with him, which is to be expected. I think we'll have an exciting debut with Kate Cavalli, but again, this rotation and this team is only going to go as far on pitching wise is as, as far as Strasburg carries them. So I am worried. I take your time. I, I, I hadn't my dad or someone bring up, you know, he's the number one guy. He should be there ready opening day. I would rather take 25, 30 starts from Steven Strasburg starting in May, then only 10 I'm in April you. and May, and then he's out by June.
1: Because we know what that's like. <laughs> it's been the <laughs> last know? two years. Yeah. yeah. So I I would definitely take that. The more games that he can pitch in. And it's been – I mean, Steven Strasburg, you don't get much better when he's healthy. Yeah. But he's just the injuries. And he really, you know, pitching a full season, he, he hasn't yeah. his whole career. So, so fingers I'm,
0: crossed. Fingers crossed. I am – I don't want to be on Debbie Downer. I'm, I'm hopeful, no. but right now I need, I need Strasburg on the mound, mm. not on the backfields right yep. <laughs> now. Um, Mi- confident, worried, so-so on this mixed bag of a bullpen. There's a lot of veterans, familiar faces. There are a lot of younger guys that have had some success and have been knocked around a bunch.
1: Bobby, I am worried. Uh-oh. <laughs> I am worried. I like the additions and Steve Ciszek. Sean Doolittle back. Hopefully he can Hopefully. contribute. Other than that, I'm a, I I just don't know if we're gonna see a huge step up from last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm. I was gonna say so so, so. but I think our conversation prior to this activity made me change my mind to a little worried. <laughs> just yeah. a little worried, because I think, like I said, we're gonna see a revolving door. We're gonna see a lot of, you know picked up contract of option so and so early on um which i get that's what the nationals are gonna have to do a lot of teams are gonna have to do that honestly it's just starting pitchers aren't ready yet so a, a lot is gonna be dependent upon on this bullpen and traditionally <laughs> that does not work out well for I the i think nationals. that's what makes it worse yeah
1: um but if this
0: rotation honestly if this rotation was strasburg and corbin at the get-go ready to go i would be probably so so because like the bullpen wouldn't be counted on as much. That's
1: what I'm thinking. It's yeah. definitely a ripple effect. But once you get Steven Strasburg back, Patrick Corbin has a better year, even just mildly better. Anything is better than what you've gotten out of him the Seriously. last two years, you know. Uh, Eric Fetty just does his job. Josiah Gray keeps developing. Then I, I feel a little bit less worried uh, because your your you're, your bullpen's not gonna have to see so many innings. Yeah, yeah. But so right now we'll I'm,
0: I'm, I'm I'm a little worried. Um, <laughs> Giving up 28 runs. I know it wasn't mostly them, but giving up 29 runs the other day doesn't offer a a lot of confidence, but it's baseball. You play another day. We'll see what happens. All right, let's get to some predictions before we get out of here. Um, We've got a long week ahead of us before opening day, so one more round of games. Um, Speaking of Steven Strasburg, how many starts will Steven Strasburg actually make this season?
1: I'm going to say 21. 21 yes
0: all right i'll go i'm gonna say 25 on the no 23 i said i was
1: thinking 25 at first but now not being
0: (laughs) the whole missing 19 pretty much the whole month of april you're yeah i mean he theoretically is missing four starts right by not being ready i'm gonna say 21 so that's down to like if he's averaging 30, it's down to like 26, I'm going to say he's going to need a couple more times. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to say 23. <laughs> okay. The, I'm right. a little on the higher side on Strauss. Okay. Um, and I think pe- most people will take 23, right? Right. Like most oh, fans yeah. will take 23 I mean, starts. that's
1: really better than some of his better years. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> um, whoop, I just messed up our whole Google Doc. Uh, all right. Uh, rank in order of home runs with the Nationals. Okay. Ask me with the Nationals. Juan Soto... Ooh. Nelson Cruz and Josh Bell. That changed things. Yeah, right? Yeah. So I'm getting some of these from Mark Zuckerman, who does his traditional opening day media season predictions. He offered some of his topics to me uh, to talk about on the podcast. These aren't all of them, but of course you'll get a full Mm -hmm. rundown of what the entire DC media thinks of these topics on opening day on MassInsports.com.
1: Okay. Juan Soto.
0: Yep. I, I agreed.
1: Then Nelson Cruz and then Josh Bell. But I think that's how I had it originally. Okay.
0: So you're you're going Soto, Cruz, Bell. Yeah. Leading the way over homers in a Nationals uniform this year. Do Cruz and Bell finish the season with the Nationals?
1: I think neither of them
0: do. Neither of them do. Okay.
1: Definitely not Nelson Cruz. He's not. If he has any sort of first half of the season, he's gone.
0: I'm going to go Soto, Bell, Cruz. Okay. One, to be a little different, to have some fun with this. And two... I think Bell does finish the season. I know I That's... was not on the hype, not on the hype, but I think that he was an intriguing trade piece. I talked a lot about this offseason, but I think if he starts off hot, I think the Nationals find a way to extend him, and he's their first, bas- first baseman of the future. Look, you just had Ryan Zimmerman be your first baseman That's for true, yeah. however many years, and he did it well. I think they know the value of just having a solid hitter. With the added DH now in the National League, that increases Josh Bell's value. Switch hitter. I think if he has a strong first half, and the Nationals don't find a trade partner that they like, I think they'll just extend And especially
1: him. after hearing how high Mike Rizzo is on Josh Bell. Yeah. And, you know, being really – he could be a foundation of these, these next few years. So that's that's fair enough. Okay.
0: All right, same group. Same um, caveat of having me with the Nationals, but RBIs. I'm
1: going to go Soto Bell Cruz.
0: Okay, I'm going to do the same. Same? Yeah. I just, I think you and I are in agreement. We don't think Cruz is going to be mm-hmm. here, but after the deadline, um, I was actually thinking of like if Cruz does, though, I might put Cruz because I think Soto's going to get on base more ahead of him, and Cruz is just going to knock him in. Right. But I don't think Cruz finishes the season, and Soto will eventually surpass him. Mm-hmm. Who will lead off? Bat lead off the most games this year.
1: I have Lane Thomas. Okay. Because I think we know that Cesar Hernandez is going to start in the leadoff role to mm-hmm. start the season. I think eventually those – maybe Davy Martinez will split sometime there, and I think there's a possibility Hernandez gets dealt at the deadline, and I think Lane Thomas finishes the year as your leadoff hitter.
0: I agree. Okay. I, think I'm, I think I'm going Lane Thomas. I think he did well last year. I think he's going to have an even a better season this year. I think Cesar Hernandez, and Davey talked about this a little bit, is going to hit too much for power. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be on base as much. So Dave will bump him and move Lane back up so he can get on base more for Juan. Um, who will record the most saves? Tanner Rainey. Tanner Rainey. Ooh, I think. You think this is the year? Yeah, this is the back year. Back to, was it 2020 Tanner Rainey? Yep. In the shortened season? What do you think? I'm going to go do. I don't think Tanner Rainey's going to be able to... I think he's going to get bumped out of the... I think Tanner Rainey has an okay season. I think he definitely improves. I just don't think that he'll this be counted on as the closer. Okay. I think he'll be more of a suited for a setup role along with Kyle Finnegan. And I think Dave's going to be like, hey, Sean, you did, if it, he does, you did it for I me in 2019 it. and 2018. I need you to do it this year again, it. Can you please close out some games? And I, I think, would love I it. I think Sean will do that. Um. All right. When will Cade Cavalli make his debut? Um, you you had you teased it a little bit earlier. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna say June 27th.
0: June 27th.
1: I had a particular er- reason. 27. Well, I had them earlier, like mid June. Okay. And then I just said earlier that spring training doesn't change my mind, but it kind of does change my mind a little bit. Yeah, I'm gonna say June 27th. I think they play at
0: home against the Pirates. At
1: home against the Pirates. I think that's a a good setup for Kate Cavalli to make his debut. What do you think?
0: All right, then I'll go uh, June 18th. Okay. Wait, no, actually, no, sorry. Oh, that's Ryan Zimmerman weekend. That'd be kind of crazy. Ooh. Ooh. That actually might be, that might work for me. <laughs> um,
1: I kind of like that.
0: I'm trying to.
1: I did have June 17th. They play the Phillies at home. But yeah. I'm going to push it back.
0: Well, so I was going oh, to do, do the 17th, though. but because it's a doubleheader at home.
1: Ooh, that's that's good. one of the
0: doubleheaders they had to reschedule with the Phillies. Night, so I yo. think they're going to need – that's going to be, I think, their first scheduled doubleheader. I'm sure they'll have a rainout here and oh, there. Oh,
1: Bobby Yef, You're so right. I
0: think it's going to be June 17th because it's going to be Ryan Zimmerman weekend. It's going to be a big double celebration header. at Nationals Park. Uh, there's a giveaway that night. And it's a doubleheader. The Nationals are going to be another starter. I think Kay Cavalli takes the round for the first time as a national like on June it. 17th, the nightcap. Or even the day, the day game. Maybe you I have, think that's a really pair him with Steven Strasburg or something. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, all right. Some not so fun ones. <laughs> this is, I got these from Mark, so I don't want to <laughs> hear anyone talking about me being a negative Nancy um, on this <laughs> show. But how many nationals will Max Scherzer strike out this season? I'm gonna say twenty
1: six.
0: I'm trying to like think of like what are some of his like best seasons and like who did he... All right, let's go back to his f- best full... Actually, last let's do last year. He pitched a full yep. season last year. Um, I he more. had some good
1: outings. The problem <laughs> is,
0: though, he switched... As a division opponent, you play 19 times a season. Let's say you get five starts. Mm-hmm. You he- said 27? Yeah. Five starts. No, I
1: said... Yeah, I said twenty
0: six. Twenty six, I'm gonna go higher. I'm gonna go higher. Five starts if he averages eight, that's like a four. Eight.
1: Oh. I mean that would that's about my number sure numbers oh. to average
0: eight. Is fifty a lot? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fifty.
1: Oh I man! I think he's gonna
0: torch the. Just absolutely brutal. You've got guys. I mean, because you think 50? about it. Fifty. Look, aside from Juan Soto, you have Cesar Hernandez who now wants to swing for the fences. You have Nelson Cruz who you know is swinging for the fences. Josh Bell, not a great average hitter, did a little better last year. I just think you have, a, and then you have a bunch of young guys that don't know better. Oh, I just think you're that right. Mac, you're right. The way this town works, my buddy has like a, a comical DC sports rule. Max Scherzer was already a goat, but the idea is that if you leave DC, when you come back and face a DC team, you tear it up.
1: All right, so you're going fifty. I'm going all 50. All right, I'm going to up my number to 34 because now 26 sounds way too low. Okay. You've convinced me. Just? No, yeah, I'll say 34. All right, 34. so he's, oh,
0: so last year, all right, but he only paid the – so he faced the Padres five games last year. He struck out 38. So maybe 50 is too much. That's averaging 10 strikeouts yeah. at outing. But I'm going to say he has, like, one big boom in a couple mm. of, like, seven or like eight strikeouts. Yeah. I'll all say right, 34. I'll, I'll switch mine. I'll move mine down to under 50. I'll say – what do you say? 34. 34. I'll go – Forty-four. Okay, all four. Right. Forty forty-four. Ten more. Oh, man. I just think he's gonna torch them. I, I have a bad feeling. Speaking of which, <laughs> how many home runs against the Nationals will Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber hit? Two new, two Phillies, mm-hmm. former Nationals. I'm gonna. This is probably tearing up the hearts of Nationals yeah. fans thinking about this.
1: Whew. I'm gonna go low for Schwarber and say three. Okay. And I'm gonna go higher for Harper and say. Six. Oh, okay do you think those are both that's too nine
0: too? I, I see I, I should have done more research before i started looking these up i don't like what what did? it
1: like 10 would be a lot i feel like harper long, all right so harper know?
0: 2019 i'm not gonna count 2020 and 21 uh, 10 will be a lot yeah but like but but position player you're playing more games so you theoretically could play all 19 games against the nationals um, so Harper and
1: Homer and let's say half of them
0: Harper in 2019 hit only three home wait that can't be right is that right three home runs against the Nationals and then last year opponent bear with me he hit seven
1: all right oh and then pitching and oh my I'll go up. I'll
0: go I'll go Harper all right so I'll take the media so I'll take Harper five. And I'll go higher than you for Schwarber. I'll go Schwarber also five ten collectively. Okay.
1: Okay. I think that's pretty fair.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. And assume, you know, I got to throw injuries and stuff like that. I'm not going to play every game off days. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. It should be exciting. You know what? We talked about this too before. If anything, this national team is going to be interesting. Right. There's going to be a lot of storylines, young players, Old players returning, baggers, staples yeah. in Strasbourg, debuts, uh, debuts. I think it's going to be an exciting season. We can't wait to bring it to you. We'll hold off on division winners and wild cards and World Series. I think yeah. maybe for Opening Day. Oh yeah, so, perfect. So we can get out of here. Um, but yeah, we'll have so much coverage on MassinSports.com, the Massin app, all of our social media accounts from now leading up to Opening Day. Of course, we'll be live at Opening Day on at Massin Nationals on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All the coverage from Nationals yep. Park. Hopefully you guys can make it down to Nationals Park. Four o'clock start on Masson. Um, three o'clock. I think, they're doing, I think they're back to full hour-long pregame shows. So it might be a three o'clock pregame show on Masson too. So that's exciting. Uh, if you can't make it to the game, go down to Navy Yard. It's a lot of fun down there now. I was just walking around. Maybe you'll see some Clydesdales. Um, it's going to be a great weekend at Nationals Park. I can't wait. We've got a lot to Woo! do between now and then. But once we, we get there, it, Bobby, once the day we of, it. we'll have opening day. So be sure to follow all social media accounts. And be sure to follow the Mass and All Access podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. You can follow me on Twitter at Bobby underscore Blanco. Amy's at Amy Jennings News. Big shout out to Brendan Mortensen for his help behind the scenes. We'll be back a week from today from Nationals Park, previewing opening day and the rest of the 2022 season. Hope to see you then mm <laughs>